Welcome to Sunstein Sessions on iHeartRadio. Conversations about issues that matter. Here's your host, winner of two Gracie Awards, Shelley Sunstein. This is Memorial Day weekend, and Memorial Day weekend is not about the start of the summer season. Memorial Day weekend is remembering and honoring those we lost who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. And I'm not just talking about those we lost in battle. This morning, we're going to be talking about those we continue to lose through suicide. And it's a growing problem in the military. Um, I have with me a slew of people who are all involved in the We Have Your Six music festival, as in the We Got Your Back music festival. It's not just a music festival that's going to be running all summer long. It's also motorcycle runs, and it's all to bring attention to the problem of vet suicide and also to raise money to help those veterans who are at risk. And with me, I'm honored to have Margie Miller of East Islip, uh, who's lost her son, uh, Marine Keith, to suicide uh, at the age of 22. Um, And we're first going to start out with Margie's story, but I also want to introduce you to Deanna Mancuso, who uh, is a ranch owner, and she uses equestrian Therapy to help veterans who are at risk. Uh, Kristen Capolino is going to be entertaining at a number of these concerts, which includes one coming up on uh, June 3rd. And uh, that begins at Woodstock Harley, the motorcycle run. Big Mike, uh, Mike Halpin, is the person who contacted me to let me know about this festival the We Have Your Six Music Festival, and also Bill Byrne of Rolling Thunder, uh, who's helping out and, and raising money for the cause. But first, let's start with Margie, because Margie, it's really, it's really Keith's story we want to hear. So tell us about your son, Keith. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning. Uh, Keith was stationed out in uh, Yuma, Arizona. He was an active duty Marine uh, corporal, and... Um, Unfortunately, my son, I can't even say, you know, suffered from PTSD that I know of because he never saw combat. And that was the um, idea that I always had in my head that, you know, you had to have seen combat to suffer from PTSD. Uh, About four months after my son passed away, I spoke with a mental health specialist from Vets for Warriors, and he had been a uh, combat veteran who came back from out of the service and suffered from PTSD himself and finally got the help that he needed. Well, he had explained to me that just because my son had never seen combat did not mean that he did not suffer from PTSD. This is something that he's been trained to know about as well. So again, I'm not sure with my son. My son had fake smiles and laughter. No one knew any of the issues that he had, he hit it very well. Um, and you didn't know? No, no one knew. It was a complete shock and surprise to all of his uh, command, his brothers and sisters, uh, his friends out in Yuma, his friends back home, and his family. No one had any idea of the struggles that he was holding inside to him. Did he leave a note? Yes, he did, which did not explain anything. It was brief and uh, 
just about what his uh, wishes were, but he didn't he didn't say why. And I know we were talking before we started uh, taping this, and Margie was telling me that for four months, you know, of course, you just hold yourself up and you couldn't do anything. You couldn't function. And completely understandable. I, I think I would be that way for years, if not for the rest of my life. But instead of crying and mourning... And I know you continue to mourn. You have made this your mission to prevent more veteran suicides. This is this is your life now. This so- is my life now. I uh, eat, sleep, and breathe this mission. Um, I can't say enough of how passionate I am to make sure another family, another veteran does not leave before their time. So what are you doing? I am involved with organizations, Spartan Alliance. Uh, I promote and try to give out resources for people in need and direct them to other organizations that can help them, like Vets for Warriors, which is a great organization. They're a 24-7 uh, hotline that they can call and speak to a uh, mental spe- health specialist. The lines are all manned by veterans who are trained and certified, and it's strictly confidential. It's open to veterans, active duty, and their families. And um, I'm also doing a project called Project Miller 22 Plus One. It is a nonprofit organization, a 501c3. We're building a bike. That's going to be a living, movable memorial for the 22 plus one, the 22 veterans plus one active duty service member that we lose each day to suicide. Think of that figure for a minute. 22 plus one every single day. Every day. That's crazy. That's just insane. We are losing more veterans and active duty by suicide than we've lost in combat. It's very heavy. Now, the person who contacted me, Big Mike, to tell me all about this effort, um, tell us what's going on, how people can help, and tell us about the person who is riding across country from Yuma here to this area and, and that whole mission. Well, we heard about um, JR through, through Margie, Pete's mom. JR was a good friend of, of Keith. Yes, he's a very good friend of Keith. He's a civilian out in Yuma, Arizona, but he's a military brat. His uh, stepfather is a career retired Marine. And so what is he doing? He is going to be riding cross country over 23 days for the 22 plus one and to bring awareness to veteran suicide. What we plan on doing is... Um on the last leg of his journey, we're going to meet him and we're going to escort him the rest of the way. And uh, we're looking for anybody who rides a motorcycle. We don't care what kind of bike you ride. If you want to show your love for your veterans and uh, and Marge, you, you got to get um, excuse me, you got to get on your bike and ride. How do they? How do they sign up? Well, you go to Woodstock Harley Davidson is your pledge headquarters. You go. It's up in Kingston, New York. Um, you can go online. There's a link there. You can call up. You ask for Julie. They'll direct you to um, to 
to a sign-in sheet, and you make a pledge to take the pledge. So you guys sign up. You get on your bikes. You ride. You're gonna, we're going to meet this guy. We're going to bring him the rest of the way home. We're going to have another run if you guys want to you know, get a practice run in. And we're going to meet at Woodstock Harley Davidson. We're going to feed you in the morning. We're going to have breakfast. We're going to get on our bikes. We're going to ride to uh, the Eagle's Nest in Slotesburg. Then we're going to feed you again because I like to eat. Everybody <laughs> knows that. And we have some really amazing talent, three really good bands. Yeah. <laughs> three really good bands, um, including Kristen Capolino, who is an up-and-coming rising star. It's a really good opportunity for you guys uh, to be entertained by this young lady. She's a musician, songwriter. Um, and this all, is all coming up on the 3rd. The June 3rd, yep, yeah, June 3rd. So. Kristen, tell us how you got involved with this. Well, I've known Big Mike for a couple of years now, and uh, it was such an honor when, when he asked me to help out and— I'm so excited to, you know, to help out in any way I can. I mean, it's amazing what these guys give up every day to keep us safe. You know, and we want to do everything we can to help them get through this and to be healthy and happy like they should be. So, And, and Deanna Mancuso, you own a ranch and you offer equestrian therapy basically to vets. And So tell us about all of that. I know this is only one form of therapy. <laughs> That I keep hearing more and more about that that I don't understand how it works, but seemingly it does. Yeah, so I run Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. And where's that? It's in Dover Plains. It's right on Route 22, super accessible. And we are home to 52 rescued horses. And this is something that started over 60 years ago when my grandfather was in the Korean War. And he came home with PTSD. Which wasn't PTSD then, and no, well, they didn't call it that. Then. Exactly, um, and that led to substance abuse and alcoholism, and he became abusive to my grandmother, and eventually moved to California and started a whole new life. My family didn't hear from him for over thirty years until I was born, and he wanted to come back to New York and be grandpa. And it took him eleven years um, to to sober up and get a job and get an apartment through the VA, and. His way of connecting with me was taking me horseback riding. And eight months after I got to know him, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So his way of of leaving a legacy was to keep telling me that horses bring peace. And before he passed away, he bought me a horse. And the horse that he bought me was abused. It had cigarette burns all over its nose. Um, The halter, the skin on his face was actually growing over the halter because they never took it off. He bit, he kicked, he was violent and explosive. And this is the horse that my grandfather bought me. And after he passed, I'd beg my father, you know, please sell him, trade him in. And my father taught me at an early age, I was 11 or 12 years old, that every life has value. And you don't know the history, you don't know the trauma, we're going to stick this through. So 28 years later, that horse is still in my barn. And everybody can come meet him. And... We had a, a Navajo medicine man that say he's like a beacon calling everybody who needs help the way we helped him. So now we have 52 horses that we've rescued, and in turn, they help us heal people. So we use the Yagala model, which is actually the global standard in equine-assisted psychotherapy. It's an internationally accepted model. And we're also natural lifemanship trained, which is trauma-focused, focusing on on those veteran issues and we're actually holding a training this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, at the farm. Um, and it's it's just amazing what happens in the arena. And, and like you said, you don't know how it happens. And how it happens is the horses are so hypervigilant 
And they're, they're in their limbic system, which is where a lot of our clients are. They're in that fight or flight. And by working with the horses, it brings them back into their neocortex and gets them processing and, and gets them into that civilian mode. Um, really, really amazing for reintegration and, and getting back um, with their families and, and able to communicate because we don't ask them to talk. We just ask them to spend time with the horses and the horses do what they do naturally. How can people reach out to you to find out more about this therapy? Uh, we have a website, luckyorphanshorserescue.org. Um, there's also a link. Um, we offer these services completely free to every veteran, um, so they can donate to the services on our website. We're on Facebook, just just Lucky Orphans on Facebook, and we are so excited to to be a part of, of everything that Mike is doing um, so that we can help more veterans. All right, I'm going to ask all of you, we only have a few minutes left, if President Trump was sitting in this room, what would you tell him, Margie, having lost your Marine son at 22 to suicide? I would have him reevaluate the VA, which I know that's one of the things that they are looking into at this point, but there has to be accountability for not um, giving these veterans and turning them away. And so each one of these VA facilities, there has to be accountability. There can no longer be just they skate through because they're a civil service worker or, you know, they're government protected. They need to, there needs to be accountability for their actions as well. Um, and I'm not saying anything bad against the VA because there are some good workers, but there's always bad apples too. And I would say also that he needs to focus on the military and the way that the military treats suicide and suicide prevention. Stop doing slideshows. Get somebody in there and make it personal with these uh, servicemen and women. Anybody else? I agree with Margie. I would say the accountability, we're paying, we're paying the VA with our tax dollars and we want to see results. We can't discard these people. There's no, there's no easy process to doing it, but the whole idea is you got to be, you got to, you can't give up. Um, these guys sacrificed a huge part of their lives so that we can keep doing what we're doing, and we need to move forward with that. Um, like I said, it's going to be a good summer. We're going to be doing this all summer long. We're not giving up. We're going to be doing this annually. Um, we're going to continue with my girl Christian here. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you can find out more. Um, we're running out of time, um, unfortunately, but um, they can Google. We have your six music festival. You can contact Rolling Thunder, right? Rolling Thunder, Chapter 6, New York, Chapter 6. Got it. And uh, the next event is coming up June 3rd, starting at Woodstock Harley with a ride uh, to Eagle's Nest and a concert and coming up next, I want to thank you all, first of all, for, for joining me this morning and, and drawing attention to those who have lost their lives, not just in battle, but to suicide, those veterans. Thank you for having us here and letting thank us, you, and helping us to spread the word. Thank you. You are the best. It's, we Have Your Six Music Festival also has a Facebook page. Um, if you want, if you want uh, any information on future events, the best place to get it is on that page. We Have Your Six, the number six music festival. 